Hey there, Lessonators. Welcome back to another empowering episode of What's the Lesson podcast. I'm Jill, and with me, as always, is the fabulous Mary. Remember our incredible conversation with the one and only Michelle Borba from last week? Well, today, we're turning up the dial on that conversation with something we're super stoked to share, the PEP method. You heard that right. It's P-E-P, which stands for Practice, Engage, and Praise. This episode will serve as your ultimate guide to helping your daughters grow into confident, empathetic, and just all-around awesome young women. The PEP method is a fun, easy three-step plan designed to make character building a family affair, especially if you're on a mission to really bring out the best in your girls. From weekly family challenges to informative dinner conversations, as well as an affirmation station, this episode is jam-packed with ideas to put a pep in your family step. And if you stick around until the end, we have a freebie for you that is a step-by-step guide to really help in terms of implementing the PEP method at home. So let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back, and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. Last week, we had Dr. Michelle Borba on the podcast, and that was a literal, like, pinch me, dream come true (laughs) moment for Jill and I. Did you guys love her? Oh, we loved her. Fun little aside, we had this great conversation with her, and then after recording, obviously, we hung out and talked for a few more minutes, and as we were saying our salutations, our goodbyes, (laughs) she looked at us and goes... This was a lot of fun. You guys are really good at this, which A, felt amazing because as you well know, we've talked about this several times, like podcasting isn't for the faint of heart and we haven't been good at it. We're not shying away from the fact that it's taken a lot of time, practice, a lot of intentionality to get to a point where we Mm -hmm. feel like we're delivering value and not just having a conversation as girlfriends, which (laughs) is very easy to do. It's very easy to do. And she's been interviewed by the best of the best. She's been on national TV and in, I mean, boardrooms and on stages. The fact that that came from her, we were, our mouths were, our mouths were on the floor. We're like, sorry, hang on, let us pick up our jaw, please. But after that, she goes, gosh, and I'm really going to miss you guys. (laughs) So like, 
that is the embodiment of what Jill and I are, right? Our whole goal, mission, point in this life is to leave everyone better than we found them. And that includes over an hour Zoom call with somebody that we deeply, deeply admire. So Michelle, if you're listening, you know, thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks for being our friend. And honestly, if y'all listen to that episode, we would love to hear feedback, Mm -hmm. what you thought about it. It was such an incredibly valuable conversation. Just the, the plethora of books that woman has written especially her last one, Thrivers, it was so poignant for Jill and I because these have been several character traits that we've weaved into our curriculum over the years without knowing that Michelle actually existed. So when we found her book, it was like, Oh. Yeah, the angels. Yeah. The angels started singing. So they were singing. And what felt good too was she has done so much research to back the the ideas and the reasoning behind why we do what we do. So that also felt good to have a little more to stand on. The statistics, the research, that really speaks and paints a picture for families. We're not researchers, but we do love to research. Not yet. Not yet. So to have such alignment in the work that she does with the work that we do is really cool. So what we wanted to do was, because that was such a like high-level conversation with her, was follow that episode up with another episode, really peeling back the layers that we talked about with her. So we want to make figuring out your child's character strengths easy as one, two, three, right? Who said it? <laughs> one, two, three, A, B, C. The Jackson Five. I think it was the prophets, the Jackson Five. <laughs> yes. So we can really help you reinforce the thrive factors at home because what we know without a shadow of a doubt with how many families, girls that we've gotten to work with, it's so impactful when you know what your kids' character strengths are, like where they're really thriving and where there's room for opportunity. There's there's a way to approach both areas of opportunity as well as strengths in a way that lifts your child up rather than makes them wrong for where they where they might need a little bit of help. And we're not suggesting that you call that out on purpose, but if you're not careful with your verbiage or the way that you reprimand, it can make it seem that way. So what do we have on deck today, Jill? Well, I just want to preface because the way that girls learn is something that we're going to take into this conversation. So yes, we're talking to adults. We know our listeners, you all tuning into this episode are parents or you deal with kids in in your own life or profession. So the way that girls learn in our teaching is through acronyms. So something that we like to conceptualize is a big idea, but then break it down and chunk it down into something that is obtainable, memorable, and approachable, and and most importantly, that's fun. So I just want to say Get ready for an acronym because we're going to throw it at you. Well, and I also want to point out we don't work with boys. So I'm sure boys also can learn through acronyms. It's just not our personal experience. The girls we work with latch on to easy to remember acronyms such as the one we're about to introduce, which I'm sure boys do as well. So find yourself in this story regardless of who you work with because it will adhere to you as well. And that method ladies and gentlemen, is called, drum roll please, <laughs> the PEP method. PEP, P-E-P, and it stands for 
Practice, engage, and praise. Pep, put a little pep in your step. So step one, there's going to be three steps in this method with three kind of underlying steps under each step. Whoa, let's unpack that a little bit. So under step one, there's going to be three three steps for you to massage and practice. And then step two will have three steps underneath that. The final step, step three, will have three steps as well to really get into the reinforcement and this approach around helping your daughters thrive. So in case you're not math people, there's going to be nine sub-steps and three main steps. So we really want to give you some things to do under each step and not have you guessing what it's supposed to be. What should I do? We're going to give you the roadmap. So let's get into step number one. Step number one is practice makes permanent. And I know a lot of times in our podcast, you hear Mary and I say practice makes progress. But the reason why we're highlighting permanent is because we want girls to really be permanent in being thrivers. We don't want them to be really lofty. So practicing makes permanent is going to support her in achieving that thrive, thrivers mentality. The other reason we say it that way is if you're an adult tuning in and you're multitasking, come back to me because this one's important. Have you ever heard you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Because the further down the road that you get in your life, the harder it is to change the habits that you have created for yourself in your life. So if you practice doing something one way until you're 35, I'll just pinpoint me, Mm -hmm. it's hard to change. That habit becomes pretty permanent. So if you practice doing something that is not necessarily the most healthy way of doing it, it's really hard to undo that. So we'd love to present these ways to practice healthy habits or things that will enhance your kids lives so that they can make those things permanent rather than having to undo the unhealthy things to try to replace that habit. So number one is you need to choose one thrive factor per week. So going back to Michelle's seven character strengths that she discusses in her book. So the seven to reground us is self-confidence, empathy, self-control, integrity, curiosity, perseverance, and optimism. You cannot pick all of them. One, you will overwhelm yourself (laughs) and your child will not want to have anything to do with you because you're creating more work for yourself. So pick one. If you don't know where they're thriving, be more of an observer of how they operate coming home from school and doing homework. Like make little notes about where you see your child thriving and where you see them having more areas of opportunity, but choose one of the character strengths. And then the second thing is make a fun challenge out of it. So a family challenge. So create many challenges or activities around this thrive factor. So for example, if you're focusing on empathy, have a compliment day where everyone gives you genuine compliments to the people that they interact with. Again, going back to Mary's point, do not overcomplicate it. It's supposed to be simple and fun. So 
that is totally doable. And then the third one is discuss. So at the end of each day, you're going to have a quick little family huddle, whether that's at nighttime or around the dinner table, to discuss your experiences. And then this turns practice into a habit. So just a quick little recap of step one, practice makes permanent. You're going to choose one of the character strengths to focus in on and make a challenge out of it. So compliment day, I'm going to compliment my child for things that they see, for things that I see in them, and I'm going to ask them to do the same so we're all in it. Yes, you will probably get some eye rolls. Please overlook those and continue to do it, whether they think it's silly or not, because they're going to think a lot of things are silly. But what we're doing is planting seeds for them to be able to understand how to implement these character strengths on their own outside of the household. Then you want to discuss it. You don't want to shove it under the rug. You don't want to let the challenge go to waste. Don't waste a good challenge. Talk about it. Talk about how it made them feel. Talk about if it was uncomfortable for them or not. You want to make sure to get all of those things out on the table so you can improve week by week when you're looking at different character strengths to focus on. So moving on to step number two, you are going to engage in conversations. What does that look like? So you're going to have open dialogue. You're going to encourage open conversations about the thrive factor of the week. And you're going to make a dinner table topic or a car ride combo. You're going to talk about it when you can. Have open conversations when you know that it's appropriate. I know for me as a mom too, sometimes I catch my kids after school and I think that that's the appropriate time to engage in open conversation and it's not. They're exhausted. So find a good time that works for your family to create those open dialogues. Okay. And I know so many of you get frustrated after school. Let's just keep that the example. When you ask, did you have a good day? And you get a one word answer back. No, yes, and you're wanting more good. and you're pulling more out of it. How are you doing? Good. And you want them to open up to you, but you're actually not giving them the space to answer your question appropriately. So what we want you to do in this in order to have an open dialogue, in order to discuss what we're asking you to discuss, you have to ask better questions because you're seeking better answers. Maybe you need to look at what kind of questions you're asking. They should be more reflective. So instead of simply asking, how was your day? good. Try something more focused. Like, can you tell me about a moment today when you felt really optimistic? Can you tell me when you got to practice empathy today with your friends? It'll make them think, again, you might experience some severe eye rolls, and that is okay. That is where your kids are at in their development, and we'd rather have them have conflict with you in those moments than avoid that and have conflict outside of the household that is built up in that moment. So allow the eye rolls. It's okay for them to do that with you, but don't let them off the hook in terms of answering these questions. So like Jill said, if they're not wanting to answer it after school in the car, wait until dinner time. Use that discussion time that we talked about in step one to have this conversation. Your kids aren't going to totally brush you off at all times. You need to continue to show up for them in this way that allows them the space to answer these reflective questions. And finally you need to share your own experiences. So don't forget that you're the role model. So share your daily wins and challenges that are related to the thrive factor of the week that you guys are focusing on. That way, 
your child, your daughter gets to learn from you. And man, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes we just allow our to-do list as parents to get in the way and we just move on to the next. But it's allowing our children to see that we're humans and that we have sad and bad days and how we can be intentional about our focus to really have meaningful conversations. Well, and a lot of the times our kids can see us as superhuman, right? They don't think adults have the same problems we do because we're not open with them in terms of what we're struggling with. So maybe we're having a friendship debacle. Moms, how many of you have had issues with your friends in adulthood? And every hand should be up right now because we all have. Yet we probably don't tell our daughters about those tiffs or those conflicts for whatever reason. Maybe we don't think they're old enough or mature enough to to understand what the tiff was about. However, you're doing them a ginormous disservice because you're not allowing them to see how you resolved conflict or resolve conflict and the steps that you take to overcome the way you're feeling. Because I'm sure you're not feeling great about the tiffs you have with your friends. Open the door. Show your situation to them so they can learn information from you. Okay. Then moving on to step number three. So we're at the final step here. We have three steps underneath it. And this is one of our favorite things because it gets overlooked so often. We actually do a huge keynote speech around this in terms of do goals versus who goals. It's a really big topic of conversation around Girls Mentorship HQ. And it basically just means, as a society, we love to praise the outcome. You got an A, great job. You won the game, amazing. I'm not downplaying those. Jill's not downplaying those. But you're missing a huge opportunity to praise the progress. So step number three is just that. Praise the progress. And how do you do that? You're going to spotlight those moments When you notice your daughter exemplifying the thrive factor, please, please, please pause whatever you're doing and you want to shine a spotlight on that and capture that moment. And truly, like whether it's you taking out your phone to document it or you write it down, I always pretend to pull out my old Polaroid camera with my hands and I'm like, okay, like I take a mental picture But that allows your child in that moment to to feel like, okay, oh, what I just did is better than what mom maybe, you know, normally recognizes me for, like Mary said, the outcome. But because a girl fell down on the playground and I ran over to her to check on her and my mom called me out on my empathy, that is going to, again, create a habit. And if mom recognizes me and spotlights how I did that, it's going to equip her to do it again in the future. Right. It's eliciting a reaction or a response from you in a positive manner. And we're hardwired to seek that praise from people. So yes, do we like being complimented for passing grades and scoring goals? A thousand percent. But we're going to need to have those skills that it took to get those things transfer far beyond 
taking tests and playing sports in a rec league, right? So we want to think about this as the transferable skills. And in this case, we're using the example of empathy. They're going to need to be empathetic for the rest of their life, far beyond sports, far beyond taking tests. And that's what you really want to spotlight. Number two, beyond capturing the moment, whether you're taking a picture of it, whether you're writing it down, celebrate it. We love celebrating. Oftentimes as humans, we breeze by our accomplishments like they didn't even happen. Yep. What's next? On to the next. Yes, I accomplished that. Check it off the to-do list. Let's go, go, go. We're in this weird hustle and grind phase of the century. And we want to make sure that you know how important it is to pause Whether that's for two seconds, two minutes, it doesn't matter. You have to acknowledge it and celebrate it. So have some sort of a family celebration at the end of the week to applaud the effort that you saw. Whether it's with your daughter, the family challenge, it literally could be as simple as making somebody's favorite dessert or having a dance party in the kitchen. It does not matter what it is. Have it be special to you and your family. So again, that positive recognition and that positive reinforcement towards the behavior can really be shown and recognized and understood by your kids. It's almost like you're gamifying it. Like, yeah. Let your daughter buy into it, your family buy into it. I mean, that would be so fun. Like, have them learn a different way. And finally, this one's also one of my favorites, is have an affirmation station. What does that mean to you? It can look a, a ton of different ways. But create like a small little affirmation station on the fridge or maybe it's in the bathroom or somewhere where it's visible. But allow sticky notes to be littered with praise over your daughter's progress, making sure, here's the key, that she sees it and that she feels acknowledged. All kids want to feel seen, heard, and valued. And if she can see it in a fun way, and maybe she does it for you or the whole family, what a fun way to wake up every day and go to bed every day and then end the week really looking at where you started and how you finished. But this is just a fun way. Maybe you moms, if you make your kids lunches, maybe you throw a little affirmation note to acknowledge your daughter in in her lunchbox. So when she's at school, she's like, oh my gosh, mom thought of me. How cool. So a ton of different ways that you can do this, but this is so important to have your daughter see it. One of the families that we work with that comes to mind right now has a text thread that they share to have what I'm grateful for in the morning. Mm -hmm. So starting their day with a note of gratitude, and it seriously does change a mood. I keep pointing out that you might get an eye roll or a scoff because it's so true. And if we get enough of those, we might feel like quitting or giving up because we're getting so much pushback. But your daughter hears you. Your son hears you. You're planting the seed and they're going to use the practices that your family is implementing in situations outside of the home that make you incredibly proud, but they need guardrails and they need guidance in order to understand how to use these strengths. It might feel like they're not hearing you based on how they show up for you. However, we promise, 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 promise it is making a difference. So regardless of the outcome in the moment, please keep at it. 
and break it down to small, bite-sized chunks like this. Along with this episode, we'll include a freebie on how to do these. I know we threw a lot of steps at Mm -hmm. you. So if you were driving and unable to take notes, you're like, don't remember step two of step one, (laughs) right? So we'll make sure that we include a freebie that gives you kind of a checklist or a roadmap to follow within how to really implement the PEP method in your family, make it your own, make it unique to you and what your situation is like. But you better believe everybody needs a little pep in their step. So you are not above implementing this in your own unique way within your family. Yeah. And I heard the other day that if you want to be a good parent to your daughter, which we all do, which we all do, you have to implement these, these things for yourself first. So you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself in order to put the oxygen mask on for those that you love. So let this be a reminder for you to explore a new way of teaching your daughter these important skills that she desperately needs, but it's also you being a learner in the process as well. And that can be hard because like I said, can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can, you absolutely can, but it takes intentionality and intentionality can be really confronting. And I know we all came from somewhere, likely a parent, correct? So we have things that we're carrying around that we probably don't necessarily like about our parents, right? You know, maybe it's a feature. Like I have my mom's cheeks. Not a bad thing, but they are apple cheeks. You can see my cheeks when we smile. I got that from my mom. I also got some of my cynicism and my pessimism from my mom. So remember that in raising your own daughter, she's getting things from you that you might see in your parents as not super desirable. The work you put into yourself helps you mitigate those qualities from carrying on. Because if you don't work through it, you pass it on. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Of course, there's always going to be things that your kids bring up that they got from you that they might poke fun at. But the more work we can put in on ourselves, the more we mitigate the the negative or unhealthy qualities being passed on. And that's exactly why we're passing along certain methods like this to you to implement into your family so the work can really be done. And we can't wait to hear how how it goes. We're really excited because you might come up with a really cool way that another mom and her family can can try on in in their family. So let's continue this conversation online as well. Find us on Instagram. Let us know what weekly strengths characteristics that you're you're trying on and and what that looks like and bring us into your living room and let us know how this goes because we're excited to hear how it impacts your family. And until next time, y'all, we will see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? If you're feeling the same I-can-do-anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. 
Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress, and you've got this.